I'm Brandon Amoroso, and this is the D2Z Podcast, building and growing your business from a Gen Z perspective. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to D2Z, a podcast about using the Gen Z mindset to grow your business. I'm Gen Z entrepreneur Brandon Amoroso, founder and president of Electric, a retention as a service marketing agency. And today I'm talking with Roman Yaffe, the founder of Absolute Web, and actually a neighbor just a little bit to the north of me here in uh, in Miami. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So before we dive into things, can you just give everybody a quick sort of uh, background on yourself? Sure. Um, so uh, I started back in 99. Uh, the full company name is actually Absolute Web Services. Back then, services was pretty pretty sexy. Uh, but ever since, you know, uh, trends change. So we dropped the services. So we're known as Absol Web. But yeah, um, was exciting times, just kind of uh, trial and error, learn, make mistakes, fix, redo things. So that was, you know, pretty awesome. Started as a, just a general full service web dev. And then really last uh, 12 years, decided to kind of focus on e-commerce mainly uh narrow down and then from there you know we started building out wordpress WooCommerce. uh then came uh magento uh shopify and big commerce so uh yeah pretty exciting uh we have offices in uh headquartered in miami florida we have a small office as a la uh, then Portugal in Lisbon and uh, two offices in Ukraine. Awesome. And when you were first starting out the uh, the business, how did you go about sort of finding your your founding team? Because I know one of the things you had mentioned to me uh, in passing is that some of your team members have been with you for quite some time, um, which I think is really impressive, especially given the the nature of I feel like just agencies in general. There's typically a lot of employee churn and, and turnover. Yeah. Um, well, they were at the beginning, they were held hostage uh, as always. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the, I guess, secrets. But um, yeah, I think uh, it was a combination of things. Uh, part of it was that we were kind of, you know, I was building out team, uh, my team initially having people with a similar background, uh, so to speak, from Eastern Europe, uh, where we could connect um, with each other better, so to speak. And, um, you know, from there it's, you know, started building out and, 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 um, and, um, but it's been challenging. It certainly has been challenging. Uh, uh, there was obviously some churn, but the core team, uh, luckily and thankfully stayed together. So really, uh, very much, uh, blessed, so to speak with great people. And when, I guess you're obviously as a, as an operator and owner, um, what what are some of the things that you're you're looking for when when bringing on new team members when it comes to like them being able to to fit within your culture and I'm sure there's a lot that goes into coordinating because you have various different sort of offices and um, I'm sure that plays a factor in, in in the culture of the the business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there's really. Uh, it's it's one of the factors. Obviously, if we're looking uh, talking about a dev uh, position, um, candidate, so to speak, or a marketing 
uh, and for what office. Uh, there are different kind of criteria that we're looking for, but speaking here uh, at Miami office, obviously we want someone who is uh, passionate, um, uh, you know, passionate about what, what he does, uh, who could add value uh, to our team, to our clients. Um, and, and it's cha challenging to really find people. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, it's, um, you don't know until you try and you work with a person. So that's the reality. Um, so still to this day, a lot of trial and error. Yeah, I think, especially when I was first starting electric, there was a lot of that trial and error. Um, yeah. And there's definitely some people that uh, panned out significantly, I guess, better than, than I would have expected. And then there are also some people who I maybe, uh, because I, I had this thought that, oh, like everybody would want to become like a manager or like build and grow their own teams. And so yeah. I think I, I placed some people in positions that they didn't even want to be in, in, in the first place. And which I think was a learning lesson for me that like, not everybody wants to become a manager. Not everybody wants to like go on and, and start their own business. Yeah. Um, and so like having that open conversation with the team and being able to meet them where they're at and also understand what their goals are so that the company can sort of help them achieve those, I think is pretty important. Yeah. And things change uh, over time. So you have, uh, it's important to constantly keep, uh, keep in contact and communicating. And uh, what I've been doing um, for the past, uh, you know, five years regularly, uh, I would go to lunch with one of my team members every day. You know, I like to eat. So, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> you know that, um, uh, I eat a lot, I eat quality and, um, during that, you know, feast, so to speak, we have a conversation and really kind of reconnect, uh, and, uh, people's, you know, priority change. I mean, over the years, we've seen a lot of folks, you know, start as single, you know, college, uh, person. And then, you know, they, they get married, uh, then they buy a home, then, you know, then there's a child. So a lot of things and priorities change in people's life. It's important to know where they are, uh, in life. And, and of course, what their goals are. Uh, not always you can align and, and be the right fit. Uh, 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 that's the reality of it. But um, yeah. Yeah. And I think at some point, like <clears throat> you can't force it either. And yeah. there's a couple of conversations I had um, with two particular team members that I'm thinking of over the course of like the first three years where um, they were just almost too afraid to start the conversation. But once I started it, they're like, yeah, like I, this I e-commerce isn't even like my interest or like long-term what I want to be doing. Like I'm interested in fashion. And so then it's yeah. like, okay, great. Well, let's figure out how to go and set you up for success. Hell, I'll even like help facilitate you getting a new role and like you help us figure out how to backfill your position and what we should be looking for. And, but I think just having that authenticity and open transparency goes a long way in, in being able to like manage and work with a team. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really what we're, we're here. We try to have as much of an open and real conversation uh, internally here with our team and with our clients, because, you know, again, I, this is the best long term strategy. Uh, things like you said, you can't force uh, something onto someone uh, unless they, they really want it and see a potential. So, yeah, that's important. So I want to sort of pivot into um, 
your decision to go only e-commerce? Sort of mm-hmm. how did that how did that arise? At what point did that happen? Was it a couple of years in? Was it 10 years down the line? Because um I sort of have my own thoughts around specialization and why that did not take us as long as it did to get to this point. Yeah, it took a while. Uh, but, um, you know, we tried being in Miami, based in Miami, as you know, uh, we have hospitality here. Uh, real estate is big. So we've been, you know, building out, you know, websites, you know, for doctors, attorneys, um, you know, then we got into real estate, you know, for realtors done a lot of real estate, custom real estate stuff. Um, and, um, uh, then just custom, custom build outs of all sorts. Um, and it, it, a few things we wanted to ha- have, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't financially kind of rewarding and we saw bigger opportunity, once we started with a few e-commerce uh, projects, we saw an opportunity for recurring revenue. There's recurring need for e-commerce. And obviously at that time, uh, it had uh, a pretty uh, uh, significant potential as it is today, but in terms of how fast it was growing. So we saw a few things that it was, you know, kind of a, a potential of growth, potential of and being specialized, obviously, you you can be great at everything. Uh, you have so many different tech stacks to deal with uh, when you're all over the place. And essentially, when you know uh, brands, clients looking at you, if you're just too widespread, it, it's hard. It's harder. Um, so just like with anything in life, it, it is uh, it is good to specialize. And some people even go even further to narrow down. You know, uh, we're we're kind of still handling four platforms uh obviously lately there has been a lot more uh, demand uh, from the market in the shopify ecosystem so uh just kind of the market dictates but yeah so we saw different things there how about yourself yeah i think um but just your comment about uh the confusing confusing potential clients I think even if it doesn't like impact your internal team, the ability to service multiple markets, it's a stronger selling point to prospects coming in the door that like, Hey, this is all we do. This is all we know. And that's why like you should be working with us. Um, yes. I think that goes, that goes a long way uh, for us. It, and I think maybe it's because we're more like email and SMS marketing. So yeah. I think from a website development standpoint, there's definitely um, a, a lot of value in being specific, like very niche, but I don't know if it, like, I think it, I think it can be more detrimental to you from an email and SMS standpoint. If you're not just because it's so different, like doing B2B email marketing than it is doing direct to consumer email marketing, both the platforms, the way you do reporting. I mean, quite literally everything yeah. is different. And so the reason why we ended up specializing is because more and more of our clients were coming in on the e-commerce side and also our team was getting stretched too thin. So they couldn't be experts in both HubSpot and in Klaviyo and navigating between the two different platforms for us as an agency, setting up our internal operations around reporting to be able to support both uh, HubSpot and Klaviyo and then determining like what client's going to be on which system was just a nightmare. And, and so we went, 
only Shopify. And then from there, we started shedding some of our other services. So like we used to do paid ads. We don't do paid ads anymore at all. So like we're purely a customer retention marketing agency. So now I feel like it's gotten to the point where if somebody's asking like a tech partner or people in that Shopify plus ecosystem, hey, we need to improve our retention rates and increase lifetime value. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're on the short list of marketing companies that you would go to for that. But the only reason that happened is because we don't do anything else. And like all of our messaging and material is purely about retention marketing. And so there's a lot of, we sort of just fell into it, but then there's a lot of these uh, sort of secondary benefits that have come out of it that I wasn't even necessarily expecting. And now that I know it though, like going into like new business ventures or thinking about how to take electric from here um, to continue to grow it, I'll be a lot more. I'll be, I'll be a lot more informed on, on on that topic. But like that's why when we're looking at how we uh, continue to to grow, it's how does it fit into like retention marketing? So like we're going to be supporting direct mail this year, but that's because it easily plugs into Clavio. It makes sense. It's another customer touch point in the retention uh, life cycle of a customer. So it's not a distraction, which I think is is really valuable yeah i i think I, I have to add one big thing is again it's just sometimes no matter how, how big your team is i mean it can grow into of course hundreds and thousands of people but it's just hard to be an expert uh on everything uh it's and, and to fo- have a focus and yes yeah, so on the customer side i think it's just feel makes people feel more in the right place you want to go to a specialist when you need quality work done so yeah makes sense. yeah so are you seeing more and more of your business coming through shopify or like of the four platforms that you support and i feel like that gives you a sort of nice insight into some trends around uh tech stack selection yeah i mean it's uh kind of no secret that shopify right now is leading in terms of demand, customer demand uh, on the D2C side, at least. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a lot more coming in from Shopify, mm-hmm. Shopify ecosystem. And, you know, some of our uh, strengths are, you know, personalization, customization, you know, a lot of subscription-based, you know, um, clients or uh, brands coming into us. That's our strength. You know, we're, uh, we've done some really cool work uh, or recharge and such. So, and, and custom headless as well. Um, but, um, did I answer your question? Uh, cause I kind of started. More, yeah, no, I think so. Way. I mean, I guess I asked it in sort of a leading way, which was, <laughs> which platforms are you seeing the most, uh, acceleration on? And I feel like it, it it's yeah. Shopify, um, at least in my perspective. Um, yeah. And it sounds like from yours, it is probably leaning that way as well. Yeah. And you can look at performance of a, of a stock of these platforms, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the price of their stock and, and, and you'll see where the, the, the demand is, who is leading. So, uh, yeah, uh, very excited. I mean, uh, everyone else has, like I said, their own niche, you know, and strengths, you know, uh, Magento, uh, big commerce, WordPress, WooCommerce, you know, uh, you know, certain clients have their specific needs that are, you know, kind of a best fit on a specific platform. So um, 
but um, I don't believe that Shopify wants and will be able to have and, and fit perfectly every single merchant's needs, right? Right. Yeah. So. And I think it's getting closer and closer to that, though. And... <laughs> it, is, it is getting. Uh, but hopefully the market will respond and there'll be other opportunities. But yeah, they're getting uh, their market share keeps growing. And I'm very excited. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at, at what point do they... I think what's going on in the Shopify ecosystem is going to be pretty interesting with the various different apps because um, they all raised a bunch of money off of the sort of skyrocketing growth of e-commerce in 2021. And, and like what happens from here? Is it more of some consolidation? Um, do some of them just run out of runway? I think it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Well, you probably know the answer. We're all seeing it. There, there is consolidation in the industry. There is a lot of layoffs. Even some of the best companies, uh, they're forced. They have to get leaner. Uh, so laying off staff, uh, the demand has subsided a bit. You know, for you know software tech, and which which is normal. Um, and now it's time to you know get stronger, um, be better. Yes, yeah, some of them unfortunately will be will go out of business. Um, and uh, again, it's part of uh, the cycle, the great lo long term. So, um, but the big ones, the great ones that have a great solution will, will, will stick around. What do you think, like your, your business has obviously been around longer than, than mine has. Um, and so you've seen, this is sort of the first economic, I guess, downturn or industry downturn that, that we're going through. Um, but what have you done in the past and what do you think are some of the uh, qualities or things that you've done within Absolute Web to make it resilient so that you're able to not only sustain through these periods of economic uncertainty, but still still grow? You know, it really comes down to uh, some of the basics. You just have to work harder, Uh work harder than others. And we still kind of, uh, you know, live in a very competitive world. Uh, and um, not everybody can be a winner. Um, so, but, you know, what we do is, you know, work harder, work better, get leaner uh, with, you know, it, it's, it's a must. Um, we try to, uh, again, highlight our strengths, uh, communicate to them, to, to, our, um, to our customers, you know, um, uh, and, um, you know, uh, agencies, we, we are e-commerce uh, kind of solutions companies are in a fairly decent place when it comes to kind of recessions. It's not 100% recession proof, uh, not alcohol or casino, right? But um, we, we are, we're close. We could be close to them if we, we try harder. So yeah, it's, it's com coming down to the basics, uh, try harder. Uh, there's going to be more outreach needed, you know, um, uh, pandemic kind of got, uh, unfortunately a lot of people, including us in some way relaxed. Uh, it feels like, you know, you go to a sauna, you know, it was, it felt like there was a bit like after the sauna, you know, your muscles are relaxed. So now uh, we're out of the sauna and we're back to, you know, 50 degrees and it's going to get colder out there. I just came up with that. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't oh, do this before, by, by the way, it's on the fly. So it could be, it could be some, some cleaning up or editing for you on this one. I'm going to steal that one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, so um, 
I want to pivot into Triple E so that we have time to to cover that. And I guess could you just give the quick like background on on what it is to everybody who's listening, and then uh, why you're doing it, and you can go from there. Sure. Um, well, we we we're seeing Miami as as a, as kind of growing as a bigger tech hub and just. Uh, more of a business opportunity you know for years it's been just hospitality and real estate mainly so now there's the tech has been really um uh, ballooned here so to speak and it's strong and it's getting stronger so there's really not been a great there is not a great e-commerce conference happening here in miami we saw this opportunity we saw this as opportunity for us being here uh, this is our home um and uh we, we see this, uh, like I said, as an opportunity to put this event together, uh, do a quality work. We're seeing this as more uh, exclusive in a sense. It's more uh, for brands that are doing at least $5 million a year in the e-com revenue, right? Um, it's, it may not be ideal for someone, you know, kind of starting up just today. Um, so it's, it's really we're having this... Um, um, so to speak, you know, getting together great brands uh, to talk about their experiencing their uh, challenges, uh, as well as tech partners uh, talking. Um, so there's going to be a really great conversations, networking, amazing food. You're in Miami. We're going to have some great views uh, right there in the city Brickell Center. So it's like, um, and uh, it's in February 23rd. So for folks who are freezing up north, you know, it's a great <laughs> opportunity to come. But but really the event will deliver a lot of value, uh, a lot of value to both, uh, you know, both sides, the tech the tech side and, and the brand side. Um, and uh, we, we, we really uh, are different uh, in the sense from other uh, tech conferences where we're gonna have about 80% of audience will be uh, retailers and brands, right? Versus and 20% tech. So uh, the yeah. <laughs> others is, is, is the, uh, the opposite. We have a great uh, um, uh, keynote speaker, uh, Kevin O'Leary. So, uh, always exciting to be with him taking some pictures you know yeah uh, talking to him and we'll see so yeah i would i um i wasn't as excited about him until i started watching uh shark tank with my girlfriend over winter break and now i'm watching it all the time and i am pretty excited to get to meet him in person that'll be that'll be cool but it's funny that you mentioned the the split between tech partners and brands because yeah. someone the other week was asking me like if I've ever gotten a client at a at a conference I'm like absolutely not like it's just to go meet with my tech partners because that's all there is that are at these conferences is is tech partners and yeah. there aren't any brands but I'm excited because it feels like it's the perfect size like it's not so small that it isn't worth the time and effort to put it together but it's not so big where it's not targeted and you can't have like real meaningful uh, conversations. And then the the speakers and the uh, presentations that they're going to be putting out, I think are, are really cool, but also relevant. And I'm looking forward to finally like learning something at one Actually, of these conferences. <laughs> thank, yeah. Thank you. You pointed out some really important things that I uh, uh, forgot to, I mean, it's going to be some really great speakers. You guys should check it out. Uh, Triple E Miami dot com um 
so yeah, and having uh, an opportunity uh, where, where this this conference is really going to be uh, a different split between you know uh, brands and and retailers where they get a lot more value. Well, so very exciting, and hopefully some great food too. You know, so you're in Miami. <laughs> I love the Miami food scene, so I'm sure that um, there will be no shortage of great food. Well, I'll make sure to include it in the show notes as well. Uh, where people can find the the link to the event. Um, but thank you so much for for joining me and and, and chatting here. I think yeah. there's a lot of good insights, both on the sort of agency operations side, but just e-commerce as a whole. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks at the event. Absolutely. Thanks. Great. So before we hop off, though, can you let everybody know where they can find you online if they want to contact Absolute or um, potentially work with you all? Sure. Um I mean, you can find me personally on LinkedIn, um, but we're at absoluteweb.com. Uh, we're in Miami, always excited. If you're you know, in the area, we're excited to uh, sit down and meet. And um, yeah, we're here, absoluteweb.com. Awesome. Well, I'll link that in the show notes for everybody listening. Uh, as always, this is Brandon Amoroso. You can find me at brandonamoroso.com or electricmarketing.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay.